Welcome to the Complex Lady Boss Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs with complicated lives. I'm your host, Amy Lynn Denham. Over the course of this podcast, we'll discuss everything about living the complex lady boss lifestyle, from emotional overload and self-care to running an effective online business. If your life is complicated and you find yourself struggling to keep your life and your business afloat, this podcast is for you. Welcome back to our special season of the Complex Lady Boss Podcast. This season, we are focusing on strategies for working from home and growing your business during the COVID-19 pandemic and the economic upheaval that has resulted from it. Today, I am joined by Deborah Rubin. Deborah is an advisor, author, speaker, and the founder and president of Tomorrow Zone, a future-focused technology strategy consulting firm. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Specializing in industry trends and strategic direction, Deborah often works with leaders struggling with technology adaptation and what it means for their business as the industry continues to evolve rapidly. As the societal and economic impacts of COVID-19 grow, it's becoming increasingly important for all businesses, even those of us who work from home already, to change course. Today, Deborah will share some important strategies to help us refocus our business to be more aligned with the current and future needs of our industries. Deborah is here to offer helpful advice on creatively pivoting your business's approach during this time and how to stay future focused in a time when most people are operating day to day and moment to moment. Welcome to the podcast, Deborah. How are you today? I am awesome. How are you? I'm sure awesome is a far cry from what most of us are feeling right now. <laughs> I'm yeah. a little overwhelmed, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, it, that, it's easy to get overwhelmed right now. There's so much going on. I hope that our discussion today will help me focus as well as obviously the hope is for all of our listeners to be able to focus a little better on some of the key things that they should be doing with their businesses right now um, to not feel so overwhelmed. So hopefully the structure that you can offer us will help us move away from overwhelm and into awesome. I hope we can do that. Let's, let's give it a go, a go here. Awesome. See, look, I'm already saying awesome. Yeah, see, it's, <laughs> it's a state of mind. I believe it's a choice. It's contagious too, right? Yes. Like smiling. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into the overall discussion, can you tell us a bit more about Tomorrow Zone? Sure. So um, Tomorrow Zone is a technology strategy consulting firm. And what we do is advise senior business leaders who want to capitalize on the latest innovations to stay ahead of industry disruption. A lot of my work is in the financial services industry. So it's a, a B2B business. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I, I talk about a lot in my, my keynotes and in my workshops as I'm working with leaders is, is really how to think about the future and to bring that thinking into your everyday practices. So you're not just thinking about the long-term future once a year. Um, you know, we need to 
as leaders, we need to stay up on technology and trends so we can stay ahead of tomorrow because, you know, we're surrounded by examples of disruptive innovation. Um, and today we're disrupted by this black swan event, COVID-19, who saw that coming. But, you know, if we stay on top of the, the technology and the trends, we can start to see where things are going rather than being surprised by some of these disruptions and even be ready for it. Um, so I have a, a framework that I often share um, helping leaders to understand the difference between linear and exponential progress. Um, you know, we tend to think of things linearly, you know, where um, we think about incremental progress, but if you think about a lot of different categories of technology, it is advancing at an exponential pace. And that's hard to wrap your head around. But when you understand what's driving the acceleration of technology change, you can start to see where things are going rather than being surprised. And it can help you to be prepared and you can better predict the capabilities of the future. And that's really important when you're thinking about the long-term future of your business. You can't be solving tomorrow's problems or even today's problems with yesterday's thinking. You need to be thinking about where things are going. So um, it's a lot of focus on that, you know, how to stay up on trends across multiple dimensions, societal, technological, economic, environmental, political even. And then creating for yourself a technology watch list so that you're intentionally watching for new developments across multiple categories of technology. I've been monitoring trends in minimum of nine categories of tech for several years now. And I add to those regularly, but then that helps me to understand how to advise my clients and even how to think about what I'm doing in my own business. Um, when you start to understand the innovations and advances that are coming online, you can begin to predict capabilities of the future. And then you can think about, you know, what new delivery models and what new ways could I better serve customers or provide an even better experience in the future. And that future doesn't have to be that far away. Um, the last bit is really important to make time to imagine multiple futures. And, you know, that is not hard to do and it's not expensive to do. It's just a matter of doing thought experiments. But the problem is we often get so caught up in our day to day that we don't make time to think about those long-term possibilities. And so I always encourage leaders to make time to do that. And I think it's more important now than ever. So it sounds like the basic, like if I boil that all down, which that's all important though, so let's not mm -hmm. pretend that it can be completely boiled down, but if we look at it, it's, it's more about being proactive than reactive. Yes, absolutely. You know, I mean, you think about creating a practice for yourself to be thinking about the future and how does that tie back to a world like right now where we're heads down trying to survive a crisis? Well, the future is now and conditions are changing continually. And, and tomorrow is just that. It's, it's tomorrow. And so 
you do need to think about today, but you also need to, as much as you can, be a step ahead of what's going on and in thinking about your future on multiple horizons. I mean, the future's coming regardless of what's going on right now. And so you can just sit back and let the future happen to you, or you can, you can shape your future by the choices that you make today. So you gotta bring that long-term thinking into the decisions that you're making and the actions that you're taking today. That's really what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us who are already working online and are used to the way that it works online, um, the, uh, when I look at the trends that are happening, they were, it was already kind of moving toward more and more businesses going online or using contract workers and freelancers for mm -hmm. those like marketing and those sorts of tasks that they don't really need in house. Mm -hmm. um, and this seems to have really accelerated that pace. I know that my own workload has definitely increased where mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of other people in traditional careers, it's decreased. Yes. Um, and, and so, how do you feel like the tomorrow's own perspective works into noticing that trend? How do those complement each other? I think that it actually helps because if you're running your own business, if you're, if you're freelancing or even if you're working in a job, it's important just as a professional to be thinking about where things are going and not assume that things are always going to remain the same. And so watching these trends and watching where things are going can help you to make decisions about what, what trends do you need to watch more closely? What might you experiment with? You know, maybe there's some new technology uh, that you you want to experiment with and try out because it might help you to to get an edge over your competition or it might help you to be able to deliver what you're doing even faster there may be some new skills that that you need to learn so that you can be prepared for where things are going and so if you start to watch these trends then you can start to create for yourself a development plan so that you can be prepared for when those changes hit. Mm -hmm. And so you're talking about earlier creating a tech watch list and monitoring mm -hmm. the trends in your industry um, mm -hmm. or even those industries that impact yours because everything's kind of, you know, symbiosis out there or whatever mm -hmm. the word is I'm looking for. Um, so within that, for the people who are listening who go, okay, well, that sounds great in theory, but how do I actually do that? What advice do you have? What sort of resources can they turn to in order to begin these habits? Um, so there's a lot of ways that you could do it. Um, the way that I do it, I already have a habit of reading every morning. Um, you know, I read books, I read different blog posts. Um, I'm pretty geeky, so I follow a lot of different feeds that deal with technology and innovation. And so one thing that you can do is you can stack this onto habits that you already have. And so the power of creating that watch list is it sort of primes your brain to start looking for these things. It's kind of like, 
have you ever gotten really interested in a certain type of car? And then you start driving around and you now you start to see that car everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like the Tesla and now I notice them everywhere. Your, your brain will, will notice the things that you're looking for. And so creating your tech watch list kind of helps you to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you can look this up on my, on my website. I have my, um, my technologies to watch list. Awesome. The best way to start, you don't have to start with 10 or nine like I do. Just start with three that you're most curious about right now. Follow your curiosity. So if you're interested in artificial intelligence or you're interested in connected devices, which is also called Internet of Things. Maybe you're interested in cloud technology. Take those three. And then just as you are, um, as you're reading, as you're out and about, which we aren't right now, but maybe you're watching webinars or you're following different um, innovators on social media, just start to pay attention when you, when you hear different um, talk about AI or IOT or cloud technologies, what are companies doing with it? How is it being used? What are the new innovations coming out of the labs? What are people starting to invest in? And it'll start to give you a sense for what's going on. And then every once in a while, take some time to connect the dots and see, you know, what could that mean to me? And it might take you some time to figure that out, but the, the main thing is, is you got to start. And so creating that list is a really great way to begin. And then the way that I track these things, um, I use an application called Pocket. And it's a kind of a, a, a way to store bookmarks, but you can tag them. Hmm. And so um, I'm able to access my Pocket application across all devices. So I... Um, I'm an Apple nerd, so I use an iPhone, a Mac, and an iPad. And so I continually move between those three devices every day. And so I have my Pocket app on all of those devices. So whenever I run across something that's interesting, I just save it to my Pocket and I tag it as AI or IoT or whichever of those categories I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, I can go back and I can just pull up the list of, hey, what's new with any of these categories that I'm interested in. And as I, as I read through, I can start to see the trends and then start to imagine possibilities from there. And that's, I think the more you follow it too, you're able, like you're saying, you're able to see those trends. So if you can see where it has gotten to from where it was, mm-hmm. it is easy to, to continue that line in your mind and say, okay, well, this is likely where it's going. Yeah. Um, I know for me, it actually kind of, it was a little serendipitous, I suppose. Um, I had just, I've been working as a content writer, mostly. So I write um, for websites, blog posts, all those kinds of things, marketing content, etc. But I never really was more on the marketing management side of things. And a few months ago, I decided, you know what, I'm going to enroll myself in a few courses. I already know a lot about this stuff, but I'm just going to get like some certifications and all that kind of stuff. And, and I started working on that. And the more that I worked on it, 
as things started happening with um, COVID-19 and more and more businesses started going online or small online businesses decided to start growing, I suddenly found myself in a position where I was able to say, okay, I have these skills outside of just writing. Now I've expanded my skills and, mm-hmm. and it turns out I can apply those now to help these people who are lost, you know, trying to figure out how do I get online? How do I create a content marketing plan or whatever? And I'm able to now switch gears in my own business to mm-hmm. go from writing to planning. Yes. Yes. That's and a so great th- example of that type of thinking. So I think that's happening for a lot of people right now where they're having to say, okay, maybe I have skills that I don't even realize I have that complement what I'm already doing. And, and like you're saying, it's, it's about figuring out how those go with the trends and when it's time Mm -hmm. to kind of capitalize on your skills in a different way. Yes, absolutely. And, and it helps you to see, you know, how you can, um, invest in your own personal growth. I mean, that's really forward thinking of you to, to um, jump into that coursework when you did, because now you're prepared to help people when the tidal wave of opportunity comes. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was going to be for a few years, if I'm honest. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so for people who are listening, um, we've looked at my example, but so you don't have to give us like names and all of that. I know that there's mm-hmm. confidentiality involved. Yeah. Um, working with your own clients, other businesses, even your own business. So what sorts mm-hmm. of creative responses and changes in directions have you witnessed recently that could be helpful? Um, well, I think that one of the big things that I've seen in my clients is getting them into cloud-based technologies, um, you know, working with them over the years to make that shift, whether they thought it was necessary or not, they're all, they're thankful now, um, that they did that because can you imagine being stuck in a situation where you can't access your technology unless you're in the office? Mm, Yes. That's, you know, so many businesses have had to suddenly shift to working virtually. And so, um, you know, that's, that's one example of that forward thinking approach. A lot of innovative um, approaches just to working with teams. Are you looking for examples for how, how clients are dealing with the current disruption? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I've been on a lot of calls with leaders lately from across the industry and um, you know, a lot of them are are trying to find ways to keep team morale up and to to help their teams to be effective working remotely you know in the finance world um it's it's probably a little different from the the world of you know home-based online businesses a lot of these companies are still very dependent on their brick and mortar operations and so for them to shift to everybody having to work from home is incredibly disruptive Mm -hmm. 
And that seems like it might even, I mean, to be forward thinking, maybe a good place for people who have been working from home, the people who typically listen to this podcast, um, it might be an opportunity for you to jump in and be able to offer skills to help these companies figure that out. You're yes. already familiar with working online, networking online, doing Zoom calls, etc. Um, so that might be a skill that maybe maybe you don't realize you have because you've been coaching or you've been writing or this or that, but you might be able to offer that to assist businesses making this transition right now. Absolutely. Um, and that's actually one of the things I'm working on right now. I mean, I was, so I'm working on, um, delivering an online conference in a couple of weeks and I was just on a call yesterday and it surprised me because sometimes we have skills that we just don't notice because they're so easy to us and we don't see the value because we just do it so easily and um, one of the executives got onto my call and he just said, yeah, I, I uh, always accept your meetings and join your meetings because of everybody right now, you're the only one who's organized. Hmm. And that got me thinking because I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm just organized because I feel like I have to be to survive because I'm going from one Zoom meeting to the next and it's crazy and I you know, as a, as a business owner, I have to be that organized to make awesome happen. Um, but that got me thinking, well, I wonder if that's an opportunity. And I started working this morning on a new program for um, a virtual team leadership accelerator program to help teams that are new to working virtually to get productive as fast as possible the mindset, the tool set, the tips, the tricks, and just real actionable advice to help them be productive now that they're in a virtual work environment. Um, Interestingly, I recently did um, an episode that was called Walk Your Talk, and it seems like you're really walking your talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, well, we need to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're kind of coming closer to the end of this episode so I'm going to speed us along a little bit because okay. there's one thing I really don't want to miss that I want to touch on and it's something that when you and I were talking you proposed to me a specific topic that we haven't talked about and that's shifting a mindset from an if to a how mm, yes just um, dive right in go <laughs> so yeah um so are you familiar with john maxwell he's a great leadership teacher i am not but i'm writing I've that been down following him for decades um so i first heard this from him and it stuck with me he said don't ask can i ask how might i because when you shift that thinking from can i do something when you're asking can i do this can I figure out how to make business in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis? That's the wrong question. It's, it's how can I better serve customers in the midst of this crisis? Because when we're asking our brain, how can I? Our brain assumes that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And now you're opening up a whole bunch of creativity. So it's how like going I? from asking permission from nobody yeah. to, to starting to open up for solutions. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, there's so much power in just that subtle shift in how you ask the question. I mean, this works whether you're trying to figure something out for yourself or if you're working with a team, 
shifting from that thinking you have to get permission or figure out, you know, is this allowed to believing that it is and just going for, well, then how might we do this? You know, given the constraint, I can't leave my house. How might I still serve customers in a creative way? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm having to do that right now. Um, the, I can't travel. I mean, the first part of this year, I was on the road almost every week. A lot of what I do is in person, flinging stickies on walls and helping groups to think differently and shake up their, their ideation to solve problems. Well, I can't be in rooms with the customers throwing sticky notes on the wall. But I started asking, well, how might I still get similar results despite the constraint that I have? I can't leave my house. And I've been, I've been finding answers. I've, I've been trying out new tools and techniques. I'm testing new facilitation techniques. I'm inviting what I call friendlies to join me in quick little brainstorming sessions to try out new tools with me. And so they get value out of it. But then I learn like what works, what doesn't. Mm -hmm. So I can start figuring out how to digitize something that to this point has been very physical. And that's an amazing byproduct of terrible situations like the one that we're in is the innovation that comes from it. Because now, like yes. if I look at your example, sure, that was great and useful for the companies who work in brick and mortar settings who had you come in and do that, but your services were not available to businesses that basically operated their teams online now you can offer help to them as well even if things go back to normal at the end of this there's still that chunk of potential clients out there for you who didn't have access to your services and now will absolutely well and also you know when i bring my long-term thinking hat on you know i put my long-term thinking hat on this positions me to be scalable because i can't be everywhere all the time but if I can figure out new methods of delivering value to clients, given what I know, given the way that I think, but new modes of delivery, now I can position myself to be scalable because I can turn this into an online program. Maybe I can you know, create ways to train the trainer and license it so that it can multiply and doesn't require me to be there. Yes. to help clients get the same results. And so it opens up a whole new level of thinking about possibilities and I'm no longer asking for permission and I'm not limiting myself to any sort of either or propositions. Mm -hmm. I'm opening up a whole field of possibilities by broadening my perspective. Yes, and you could even potentially automate parts of that process so that you only need to be involved personally or your trainer needs to be involved personally in, in minute pieces as AI takes over some of the more mm -hmm. mundane tasks. Yes, yes. The possibilities are endless out there if, as long as we have that, that tomorrow's own sort of thinking. Yeah, well, using tomorrow's own thinking, I, I started um, experimenting with AI applications years ago. Um, do you remember when the iPhone came out? And they had these exactly. There's an app for that. Whatever you want to do, there's an app for that. Yep. So I started asking, is there an AI app for that? Whenever I had a process that I would rather not do, you know, whenever I had something that started to become repeatable, 
Oh, like scheduling meetings. You introduced yes. me to one. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried it out? I have not yet. Okay. But I'm yeah, excited. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell our listeners what that was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I joined the beta program for X.AI um, several years ago. About, I've been using it now about four years. And it's an AI that schedules meetings for you via email. And so when it started out, it was natural language and the AI was named Amy and it would actually have a conversation with the other person. So you were saving all of the time of the back and forth. How about this time? How about this time? How about this place? Mm-hmm. I saved 40 to 60 hours a year just by having my AI negotiate time and place for meetings. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I use Temi for transcription. Um, so I can get a transcription of a recording in minutes. And I think now it's at like, 25 cents a minute and and the ai improves so when you understand how these technologies accelerate you can project that they're going to improve and i've seen that ai improve considerably since i started using it a few years ago when i was writing my first book mm-hmm. so it's it's amazing when you start to think about and ask new questions the solutions and the automation possibilities that you can come up with even for your own business And for people out there who are doing, I'm going to throw this in here because I think this is huge. I can almost hear certain clients of my own in the coaching side of things like Mm -hmm. screaming, oh my God, no, not AI. It'll take my job. Um, (laughs) For those who are doing transcription, for those who are doing scheduling and different kinds of personal assistance, um, Mm -hmm. it's not... It doesn't need to be a threat as long as, again, back to your point, you are having that tomorrow's own future focused kind of thinking and say, okay, mm-hmm. well, if this is happening anyway, how can I capitalize on it then? You yes. know, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to take that in and make that I'm not a transcriptionist anymore. I'm going to use this program. I can do it for more clients and I can offer other services and, and I can find skills that I didn't even realize I had. And there's, there's mm-hmm. actually more opportunity for you to scale and grow your business as opposed to, oh, it's going to shut me down. That's exactly how to think about it. It's not about replacing the humans. It's about amplifying what you can do as a human. These AIs are narrow in their focus and their capability. And so they do not replace the ingenuity and the intuition of a human being. They don't think like we do. It's machine intelligence, which is very different Mm -hmm. from human intelligence. So if if you reframe how you think about applying these technologies to what you do, it's exactly that, your ability to scale. When, so when I draw out my organization chart, I put robots on it. That's smart. And I, and I can amplify what I can do. Like I don't have to pay humans to do scheduling and scheduling is boring anyway. I'd rather pay the humans on my team to do more value added and interesting work and, mm-hmm. they, and they can do more. So it is about scalability and about, you know, driving down the cost of what you can offer and then being able to offer more, but then also thinking about how might I add value in other ways that maybe we're not doing right now because maybe you don't have time. And if the AI can offload some tasks and save you time, you can start adding even more value to your clients. So it's about just bringing that creative imagination into the process. So we've covered a lot. 
which I think has all been very helpful, including adding a few different um, tools in there that people can use. Um, we've covered being proactive instead of being reactive, having that forward focused thinking, thinking two to three steps ahead of what's happening in your industry, mm -hmm. um, trying to be able to predict so that we can pivot our business positioning ahead of time for where it will be, not where it is now. Mm -hmm. um, you gave us tips on creating tech watch lists and monitoring the trends in our industries and the industries that impact our industries, vice versa. Um, imagining and planning for multiple futures, which I think is very important because if it doesn't go down that road you thought it was going to go down, then you're going to be left with your hands in the air. Mm -hmm. And using your time to do that research and that monitoring. Um, and in regard to using your time, I'm going to add in there, like right now we have like a lot more time than we used to, a lot of us. We can't go places. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually, but in the evenings a little bit more. Uh, but we can't go places and do all of those things that we used to do. So why not take advantage of that time to learn new yes. skills and yes. to imagine and plan um, and to switch, as you were saying, our thinking from can I make this happen to that, that subtle shift of how can I make this happen? Absolutely. Yeah. So is there anything in addition to that plethora of amazing information that you would like to add to the end of this episode? Um, you know, I just think that one of the best investments that we could make right now is investing in what's between our ears. If you can trade even a fraction of your Netflix time, for example, mm. for learning. Mm -hmm. that's a great investment and it's not overwhelming. I mean, we still need downtime. We still need to have fun, but I think that we need to be thinking about who do we want to be on the other side of this crisis? Because we are in a serious situation right now, but it, it is not going to last forever. We don't know how long it's going to last. There's a lot of uncertainty around us, but if we reframe our focus to of what can we be certain and what are the things that are under our control? We always have control over how we think about things. We have control over how much we learn. We have control over what we take in. And so I think that the choices that you're making right now can set you up for a really awesome future on the other side of this, if you're looking for those opportunities. Beautifully said. So I'm gonna call this episode to a close um, and I'm gonna thank everybody for joining us for this episode. We hope that you found today's show to be helpful. Uh, check out the description of this episode for some special freebie offers, but also mostly to just connect with Deborah, get on her website, get that information about those tech watch lists and how to set that up. and. I mean, there's just so much on there that you really need to see and need to read. So go there. Um, it's tomorrowzone.io. Is that correct? That's correct. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much, Deborah. Thank you. Well, that concludes another episode of the Complex Lady Boss podcast special season on surviving and thriving with your business during the COVID-19 crisis and all of that economic upheaval that's happening at the same time. Wow, that was a mouthful. We do hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that you got something useful from it that you can take with you throughout your day and your week, your month, your year to grow your business and maintain a positive, 
optimistic. No. That concludes this episode of the Complex Lady Boss podcast. As usual, please hit like and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on. You can find me on Twitter at Amy Lynn Writing, and I do invite you to visit my websites, amylynnwriting.com and complexladyboss.com for blog posts, courses, and much more. Thanks for listening. Thank you.